Today's episode is brought to you in part by Logos. Logos combines digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. Do word studies with one click, search for virtually anything in your Bible, and enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in Scripture. Right now, you can find my book, Virtuous Persuasion, A Theology of Christian Mission, as well as get a listener discount on Logos by visiting logos.com slash mniebauer. That's logos.com slash mniebauer. What does it mean to hallow God's name? And what does it mean to be a person who honors God's name? What does it mean for God's name to be hallowed by the church? And what would it look like for those who are far away from God to become persons who praise his name? Welcome to This We Believe, the podcast where we explain the essential texts of the Christian faith. My name is Dr. Michael Niebauer. This opening petition of the Lord's Prayer is a plea that God's name be hallowed or to be honored. Our names are tied up with our reputations. Someone who is well-loved and respected is one whose name is spoken well of amongst others. In America, we can think of how the names of famous presidents, such as Washington or Lincoln, immediately call to mind specific American values and virtues. There is a certain honor, reverence, and hallowedness associated with these names. When we ask that God's name be hallowed, we are asking that God would be honored and revered by everyone. God is perfectly holy, perfectly good, and perfectly beautiful. He doesn't need our prayers to make him more perfect. Instead, when we ask that God's name be hallowed, we are praying that God's holiness, goodness, and beauty would be acknowledged by human beings, and that human beings would be people who reflect God's holiness, goodness, and beauty. When we pray that God's name should be hallowed, we pray that it should be hallowed in us, in our church, and in the world. First, we pray that God's name might be hallowed in us. To be a Christian is to be a bearer of God's name. In the Bible, followers of God are said to have God's name written on their foreheads. This is meant to signify that they are in relationship with God, and that they are meant to be bearers of God's name. We can think here of an ambassador. An ambassador is someone who represents a country in a foreign territory. Their words and actions are supposed to embody and reflect the values of their home country. So, for instance, an American ambassador both represents and embodies America in a foreign country. Good ambassadors represent their countries well and do them honor, while poor ambassadors damage the reputation of their home country. When we call ourselves Christians, we take on the name of Jesus. His name is written on our foreheads, and we become ambassadors of Jesus, representing him in a foreign world that does not yet know him. So when we pray that God's name should be hallowed, we pray that our lives would reflect well on Jesus. That when people look at our lives, our words, and our actions, they would be moved to honor the name of Jesus. The word hallowed is related to the word holy. In a sense, we ask that God would make us into more holy people, 
that God's holiness would be reflected in our thoughts, words, and actions. So when you pray these words, ask yourself if you are honoring God with your lives. Are there areas of your life that, if observed by others, would dishonor the name of God? If so, ask that God's holiness may be made more manifest in your life. Second, we pray that God's name would be hallowed in the church. The Christian life is necessarily lived out in community. We cannot follow Jesus on our own, but must follow Jesus within his church, which is called the body of Christ. Now the church, as the body of Christ, is made holy through the Holy Spirit. And the church is a community of persons who live into this reality by pursuing lives of holiness. In the Old Testament, Israel was called as a community to bear the name of God by being a light to the nations, meaning that foreigners would see the social lives of Israel and would in turn get a glimpse of God's holiness. God's reputation was meant to be bolstered through the communal life of Israel. In fact, one of the biggest problems with sin in the Old Testament is that it damages the reputation of God to the outside world. The church as the new people of God, is similarly called to hallow the name of Jesus Christ through its social interactions with each other. The love of God should be made manifest in our worship. The love of neighbor should be made manifest in the way we treat other people. And when this is the case, God's name is honored, is hallowed in the world. So when we pray that God's name be hallowed in our church, we pray for those in our local church community. We pray that our church would be a place that honors God in devout and sincere worship, that our church would be a community that prays, that fasts, that studies scripture. We also pray that the love of God would be made more manifest in the love we have for each other. We pray that outsiders and visitors might become interested in the name of Jesus Christ when they see the way we treat one another. Finally, we pray that God's name would be hallowed in the world. We exist in a world that is still sinful and broken, and as a result, billions of people do not know God through Jesus Christ. Millions of people do not hallow God's name. As Christians, we believe that each and every human being will find their ultimate joy and happiness in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, that to be a bearer of the name of Jesus Christ is the ultimate hope for every single person on earth. So when we pray the Our Father, we pray specifically for our friends that do not know Jesus. We pray that they would become people who honor the name of Jesus by taking on his name and becoming Christian. Just before Jesus gives us the Our Father, in Matthew chapter 5, he tells us that we should actually love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Our prayers for those outside of the church should extend not only to our loved ones who are not Christian, but also to those we don't even particularly like. When we pray for those outside of the church, we should imagine, picture in our minds, what it would be like to be standing next to them at church on Sunday. Picture them praising Jesus' name and worshiping Jesus alongside of you. Let this picture capture your imagination and let it drive you to love your friends more fully and let it drive you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world.
the Our Father invites us to pray that God's name would be hallowed in ourselves, in our church, and in the world. In addition to making these prayers to God, we also have the opportunity to practice hallowing God's name each time we worship God. Worshiping God in both private and communally at church is our primary hallowing exercise. Just as an athlete jogs every day to stay in shape, the Christian worships God every day so that they might live into their calling to be bearers of the name of Jesus. In private, we practice hallowing God's name through reciting the Psalms. The Psalms are the hymn book of the Bible, and many Psalms invite us to specifically praise the name of God. Psalm 113, for instance, begins with these words, Hallelujah, give praise, you servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be blessed from this time forth forevermore. As a church, we are invited each week to praise God for his holiness and ask God to send down his Holy Spirit into our gathering to make us holy. In traditional communion liturgies, the church sings the Sanctus, which begins, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Hosanna in the highest. This is a call to lift up our voices to heaven in order to honor God as holy, good, and perfect. Then, later in the communion service, we ask God to send his Holy Spirit to sanctify the bread and wine, and also to sanctify ourselves. We can see in these communal acts of praise and worship a kind of ascent and descent. We first lift up our hearts and voices to heaven, hallowing God's name by acknowledging his holiness. Then we ask God to bring his holiness down to earth and into our hearts. We are in essence asking that the holiness of heaven would be made more manifest here on earth. This brings us to the next line of the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which we will discuss next time on This We Believe. I'd like to thank you for joining me today on This We Believe. If you have enjoyed this episode, I'd ask that you tell one other friend about us. This will go a long way in helping us reach others. You can connect with us further by visiting our Facebook page at This We Believe Podcast, our Twitter at we underscore believe underscore pod. And if you have a question you'd like answered on an upcoming show, please send us an email at thisweBelievePodcast at gmail.com. Take care and God bless. Mm-hmm.